well, I tell you, it's 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 very interesting. Everybody in the country that's ever watched a football game or played football in their past thinks they can show up on a Friday night and call a football game. And I tell people, yeah, you probably could. You probably wouldn't do well at it, but you probably could do it. That's about 2% of what we do. The football part of it is like 2%. Everything else is 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 relationships, it's grades, it's it's making sure the kids got something to eat. It's making sure all these other things that, that people don't even think about. The only thing they think about is the product that they see on Friday night. And they don't understand all the things that our kids go through. The only reason that I started coaching was to, to have the opportunity to, to to be a daddy to 500 young men. One of the greatest things that, that ha has become of me coaching the last 20 years, the greatest feeling ever is walking through the store and somebody waving at you and, and introducing you to their wife and their kids and saying, that was my coach. You can never take those things away. Along the way, teaching the idea that education comes first before you can get all the other fun things with sports, with relationships, with careers, with all those other things. Once kids understand that, man, it's it's our kids need to be taught that education is the first step in order to be to, to make it to the next level. Welcome to the 205 Vibe. I am your host, Earl Dotson Jr. And I am honored and very happy uh, to speak with uh, our guest today on the 205 Vibe podcast. Someone who I definitely would call a friend and I've known pretty much my whole life. Well, we kind of grew up together and went to the same schools here. And uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our podcast, uh, the athletic director of East High School, Mr. Gary Griffin. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to spend a few moments with us. Um, you've you've uh, you've kind of been here now, and you've kind of had a kind of an interesting career path. Tell us a little bit about Gary, like who you are, and your path to get to where you are now. Well, I tell you, uh, I'd start first and foremost and say I'm a father. I have three children. I have a 24 year old daughter who's married and got two little kids. Uh, my little grandkids. Uh, I have a, a son who's a freshman in college, just graduated from East High last year. And uh, I have a daughter who's a sophomore here at East now. Uh, you know, coming up in Rockford, uh, you know, it was it was it was amazing. Uh, you know, we we we're Southside kids, and you know, we don't say S O U T H, we say S O U F, <laughs> Southside kids. Uh, and and uh, had a, had a great childhood. Uh, was fortunate enough to have a a mother who was a grinder, and uh, she raised us to be grinders. And that's we don't know anything other than that. Uh, and so, you know, I've always been a workaholic. Uh, I actually left here in, in 88 and went to school in Wisconsin and never came back. Thought I'd never come back to come back to Rockford and uh, coached and taught in, in, in Milwaukee for years and uh, did a few different things before I went back to teaching. Uh, and then I uh, went and coached in college for a couple of years and, and then came back here and and uh, worked at another school for a few years. And uh, and the opportunity came up to to actually return to Rockford Public Schools and, and be around kids that I felt needed me more than than uh, than the place I was previously at. Uh, and those those the kids are a lot like I was and, uh, you know, that's why every morning when I wake up, I can't wait to get here because I know I'm gonna touch somebody. That's that's a beautiful thing. Just so along with that, obviously, it sounds like obviously sports 
and academics, the, the combination has been a big part of your life. Um, talk about the combination of those two, sports and academics, and, and kind of what it's done for you and how have you watched it impact the students that you've dealt with in your career? Well, I've been fortunate. I've, I've, I've coached uh, 17 college All-Americans in the last 19 years. And uh, all those kids had to have grades in order to go to school. Uh, some of them took a different path. They had to go to junior college first. Uh, but, you know, honestly, I don't know if I'd have went to college if it was just about school. Mm-hmm. See, I needed sports to help me get over that hump of, of wanting to go to school. We're, we're not uh, – I grew up in a home where uh, it, we lived in fear. My mother would have choked, choked us if we didn't do what we are supposed to in school but that didn't make me like school anymore. But I love sports. And so my mother taught me that the value of getting one thing for the other thing, you have to be able to do this in order to do that. And and everything in your life, uh, then I, I learned along the way that the education part was important. Uh, as I as I became an educator and, and I understood what our kids needed uh, to qualify, to go to college and those kind of things, once they understand those things, then it becomes important to them as well. And so we know they tie hand in hand. We, we work in education forever. We know they tie hand in hand, but I would tell people that it's it's very, very difficult for young kids to really understand the magnitude of, of those grades until it's too late. You know, so that that's one of the things I, I find fascinating because sports obviously is a big part of our society, whether the, those of us who like to love to watch sports, uh, people love to play sports and engage in the in the activity. But one of the things you know, those of, those kind of us casual observers don't get to observe is kind of what happens, you know, when the when the cameras aren't on behind the scenes, when you're in the locker room with just you and your players. You know, shed a, a little light on just kind of the socialization, if you will, uh, and the bonding that occurs kind of behind the scenes. Well, well I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Everybody in the country that's ever watched a football game or played football in their past thinks they can show up on a Friday night and call a football game. And I tell people, yeah, you probably could. You probably wouldn't do well at it, but you probably could do it. That's about 2% of what we do. The football part of it is like 2%. Everything else is, is, is relationships, it's grades, it's, it's making sure the kids got something to eat. It's making sure all these other things that, that people don't even think about. The only thing they think about is the product that they see on Friday night. And they don't understand all the things that our kids go through. And, and that's, that's every kid. You know, we live in a district that's, you know, our country has been divided racially in the last few years uh, as a whole, out loud, and, and it's been okayed to be divided. Our community is not so much like that to me because I think our community is divided socioeconomically. So all of us that don't have any money, we all live together. And all of us and those that do have money don't live with us. And so I, I don't see it as much as a, as a, a racial situation as, as some other people do. Our kids, need positive male role models. And, and I think one of the things that definitely lacked in, in our upbringing was that there weren't a lot of them out there. And, and so the only reason that I started coaching was to, uh, to have the opportunity to, to, to be a daddy to 500 young men. 
one of the greatest things that that ha has become of me coaching the last 20 years is the fact that every summer I'm invited to a wedding or, uh, you know, even on the other hand, you, you have to go to a funeral. I mean, it, it, it goes both ways. And, and the greatest feeling ever is walking through the store and somebody waving at you and, and introducing you to their wife and their kids and saying, that was my coach. You know, those, those things are, you can't, and same thing with teachers. You can never take those things away. And, and I think along the way, teaching the idea that education comes first before you can get all the other fun things with sports, with relationships, with careers, with all those other things. Once kids understand that, man, it's, it's our kids need to be taught that education is the first step in order to be a, to, to make it to the next level. So, so that, that so that that's profound. And just to expand on that a little bit, you so you've been here at East now. How long have you fifth been? Fifth year. So your fifth year at East, you've you've, you've coached football, uh, you know, since you've been here. Um, you, you've had some success. I would definitely. I think you've had. I would. I would definitely characterize it that way. That you've had success here at East, and you just kind of touched on it a little bit in your last comments. But when you talk about some of the key elements of motivating, coaching, and inspiring impressionable, you know, young student athletes to be successful on the field and in the classroom. You mentioned a little Cla bit. Classroom first. Classroom first. So that's what I wanted to, I just wanted to ask you, you know, you talked about just 2% is the X's and O's for pretty right. much. But, you know, what what's some of the things that you, what's some of the ways you inspire your kids to excel in the classroom first and then on the field? Well, we have, we have first off, we don't have a thousand rules in our program. We got one rule, and that's do right. And that way I can dictate whether I want to get after you no matter what, whether you think it's a not big, not a big deal or not, I can get after you because I said that ain't doing right. So we tell our kids all the time, it's how you are in the classroom, it's how you are in the hallway, and then we'll worry about everything else. As far as catching balls and throwing balls and kicking balls or whatever, we want you to be good students, we want you to be respectful to your teachers, we want you to be good in the hall. Most of the trouble, most of the problems start in the hallway. You be respectful. You say excuse me. You get to where you're going. You go on time. Uh, you know that th those are all life lessons. Football teaches and, and sports teach a ton of life lessons. And if you learn those things, it just prepares you for everything outside of of where you're at. You know, a lot of our kids don't get to see things outside of Rockford, and they end up being lifers here in Rockford. You know, working a job. And I tell my kids, there's a big difference between having a job and having a career. And and one thing is benefits, and the other thing is retirement. And, and a lot of kids don't think about that. When you got a job, you work it until you die. You work until you die. And I grew up in a house with a, with a mother who worked until she died. She didn't have a choice because she didn't have those other options. She was just a grinder. And, and there's a distinct difference between a job is that thing once a week you want to call in because you can't stand it. A career you can't wait to get up every morning because you're gonna go do something right. Man, just listen to you talk right now. I mean, you, I'm getting motivated, man. I mean, you're making me want to go put some pads let's on. Let's go. Let's go. You, you know, so so just on that, you know, I, I think that's that's excellent. I love that. You know, life lessons. You know, you and I are products of the the, the Rockford Public School System. Um, would you tell Would you tell a family to send their kid here to East, and, and why Why would you tell a family to to well, send their kid here? That's that's almost a loaded question because I'm here. That's the first thing I would tell them. I'm here and I'm going to be on his butt the whole time or her butt uh -huh. the whole time and make sure I'm checking up on him. 
But I would tell people that <clears throat> for me and for kids that grew up in this community, you need to be able to adapt and 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 grow with people like you, people that look like you, people that live like you, people that, that are you. You need to be able to see those things. You also need to expand that because when you go to college, it's not gonna be the same as where you came from. This, the opportunity we have in, in Rockford Public Schools for, for our kids is limitless. And, and I would argue with anybody that high school kids, grade school kids, middle school kids get out of education what they put in. It starts at home, obviously, and, and they need some, some, some motivation from home. But I think we have wonderful people working in the district uh, that can coach their kids, that can teach that teach their kids, people that, that clean the place up and, and are able to talk to kids while they're doing their work. You know, the same people that are serving food, talking to kids and tell them, hey, be careful, don't be doing that. <laughs> you know, th those, that's the difference now uh, from when we grew up. When we grew up, it was a little more physical. Sure. If you were causing problems in the street, Miss Johnny came out and gave it to you and then she called your house and you got it when you got home. Real talk. Now, there, there's, people are afraid to do that. And I think one thing that's great about our school and our system is that the people working here are not. And they tell kids, they try to tell kids the right thing and it's just if they take it or not. And so with that, uh we so we call our we call our platform we call this show the Tool Five Vibe in part because we know that in a district of this size and I've had the the opportunity uh, to be to go into all of our schools and every school has its own vibe its own tone kind of you know set their own environment largely due you know to the people who are in those buildings. How would you describe kind of the, the vibe you set, the tone you set, whether you're uh, whether you're coaching, whether you when you're talking to kids, uh, when you're in a classroom? What what what's that? What does that look like and feel like? I, I just I live by the motto "Do right." You know, I, I've been fortunate enough that I, I've never never been in trouble in my life. That's low expectations. I know you ain't supposed to be in trouble, <laughs> but you know, never never had any problems in my life. Uh, uh, Ne, you know, I've never been been a, a, a drug abuser. A, a, I've never drank in my life. Those are all things, life things that I took on myself that said I wouldn't do those things. Do right to me means you do right in every part of your life. You 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 every opportunity you get to help somebody, you help them. Every opportunity you get to correct somebody and guide them the right way or give them an opportunity. You do that. You just, just it's what we were raised to do, and and I think that's why I've been in education as long as I have been, because I want every kid to have the same opportunities I had. You know, I grew up in Concord till fourth grade, moved to the South Side, lived on the South Side all those years, and I tell you, uh, people look. You know, I, I run into people that I ran that I taught that taught me, and they they can't believe I'm in education mm -hmm. because, you know, I was a little wild, little kid, you know, and, <laughs> and, and those things. But it's because I had opportunities and I had people who had faith in me and trusted that uh, that I was going to do the right thing and that I could be successful. One of the things I know about you is that you are competitive, very competitive, uh, I would say you're very. And, and, and so just just 
regarding your you know your role here, not just as the head football coach, but but as the athletic director, um, what what do you what do you hope to accomplish? Uh, from a sports aspect, I mean, you have you have the, it looks like the basketball team is looking good. You got some prime track and you know football. Um, what what are you hoping to to um, what kind of legacy are you trying to leave here at East as it relates to you know sports and those accomplishments? You know, you, you, you use the word legacy. I don't I don't know if I I'm as concerned about a legacy. What I'm concerned about is that every kid that plays sports here and does what they're supposed to in the classroom, they have the opportunity to go to college and, and play sports in college. You know, I, I take pride in that. I take pride in meeting with every one of them. They can come in my office, we'll sit down and we'll find the right place for them. Uh, you can see the board out there. There's uh, 37 kids on there in the last three years that have gone to college to play sports. Uh, and, and the list is just gonna continue to grow. Every year we got more and more because they're learning the process. And they're learning that first it starts in the classroom. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know anybody more competitive than I am. Uh, and, and I would love to say I, I, my goal would be for us to win a state championship in every sport. I, you know, I don't know if that's realistic, but, boy, I'd love to try. Sure. And so, so that, that, that's, a, that's our, our push. So some people who may be listening, um, whether it's uh, students or adults, Everyone, we all, you know, face challenges and, and have things that we have to overcome. You touched upon a little bit some of your, you know, some of the things in your life, uh, kind of in, in terms of your upbringing. Um, what, what would, how would you characterize some of your, you know, personal challenges and hurdles that you had to overcome? And you know, how did you do that? What, what, what where did you draw? Where do you draw inspiration from? You know, I, I've always been a person that that never got down. I've never gotten down. I've, 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 I guess I'd say I'm always, I've always been a winner, because I look at the, the the little steps, until I get to the to the big steps. And everything in life takes takes little steps first. Uh, you know, we we, we have we have challenges and losing people that we love. Uh, you know, maybe maybe a a situation doesn't work out for you, and you you make a change. Those kind of things. I've been fortunate and blessed that I've never left anywhere. Uh, everywhere I've ever left has been on my own terms. Uh, it's time for me to move on and, and help some other kids somewhere else. Uh, I, I would just tell people all the time that, that nothing is ever the end. You can always work up from something. You might get a setback, but it's just a setback. It's just a setback. Don't, don't, don't dwell on it. Don't live on it. Don't let it make you. Don't let it, it determine who you are and what you think uh, because it's always another avenue you can take to get the same way. If I got a big lake and it starts to rain and the water starts leaking out of the lake, it's gonna find a way to go, right? That's the same thing in life. It might not be the way that you thought it was gonna go, but you can make it go the way you want it to go in the long run. You say you've been here five years now. My fifth year. Yeah. Fifth year. Um, do you have, can you look, is there something that you would say is your kind of biggest accomplishment so far? What would you say? Uh, something that you're proud of that you've accomplished uh, since you've been here? I, I'm proud of you. You know, you see these pictures. I'm proud of these seniors that, uh, that, that have participated in our program since I've been here and graduated. I'm proud that, uh, I'm proud that our kids continue every year. Our programs keep growing. And uh, that, that, that's, that's the biggest thing, you know, for me, I tell people all the time, it's not about winning and losing. 
people are all so concerned about wins and losses. And I, I tell people we win every day when our kids come to school every day, our kids go to every class, our kids are on time to practice. We already won. And that's in every sport. We've already won because we're teaching them to be on time. We're teaching them to be responsible. We want them here. If they're here, it's hard to not do well when you're here. You know what I mean? So the, we're already winning. The wins and losses uh, of the game and, the, and that thing, that'll take care of itself, no matter what sport it is. We often hear um, you know, that we don't have enough minority representation in our coaching ranks, uh, particularly African-Americans. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it. Do you, do you agree with that? And, and just kind of what is your view on that subject? Do you think um, there are enough opportunities for, for minorities in coaching? And do you think that makes a difference uh, with regards to the kids? Uh, you know, I've been very outspoken in, in, in this subject. And, and I would tell you that I think our, our programs are, are very mixed. I don't think we have any, any predominantly white programs or predominantly Hispanic programs or predominantly African-American programs. Uh, I would tell you that I think there are some guys that, that should be considered for jobs. Uh, but I'd also would say that most of the time when guys aren't considered for jobs, they aren't qualified. And, and that's why I've taken upon myself to, to uh, start our, our Minority Coaches Association here in Northern Illinois uh, and, and give kids the opportunity or coaches the opportunity to learn some things that they might need, preparing your resume properly, uh, making sure you have all your coaching qualifications, uh, you know, requirements. Because if you're not an educator, you know you need to you need to have a class, and sometimes they don't know that. You know, a lot of a lot of our uh, people in our community, they coach youth stuff, and they have success there, and they think that that leads them directly into high school, and it doesn't because you have to be qualified to work at a high school. There's a whole lot of things. Winning a bunch of youth games doesn't qualify you to be a high school coach, and I'm willing to help any kid or any. Uh, coach female, male, female, that wants to be prepared to step into a, a position in a high school, I'd help any of them, anytime. And that's with, with resume preparation, that's with, with interview questions, that's with everything. Because I think that, that there are some opportunities that some minority individuals don't get, and it's just because they're uneducated on the process. And once we get educated on the process, those, those individuals could get more opportunities. Fascinating. Thank you for that. Um, uh, you know, one of the things that I love about this platform um, is that it allows uh, 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 many different individuals to just tell their own story, right? And tell the story of the district. Um, you know, otherwise somebody else will tell our story. What do you think uh, people sometimes from the outside looking in or people who look at other schools um, or, or, our, or our students, what do you think are some of the big misconceptions people have about the Rockford Public School District? Uh, and, and what are some of the misconceptions you think they have just about our, our, ki our kids and, and the kids that attend our schools? Well, I, I think that's that you, you hit it right on the head when you said misconceptions, because uh, I, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you when I came here to visit before I, I interviewed, I was shocked 
because I expected to see chaos. I expected to see all these things that that I read mm. on social media. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because someone can be upset about something and then the way they portray that story in social media becomes what the school is. Without us ever going to the school, without us ever stepping foot in there, knowing who's there, knowing who works there, knowing any of those things, we believe what we read in a two minute jot through with when someone's upset. You know what I mean? Uh, I would I would tell people all the time that <clears throat> it's got to be a good place. I sent my kids here. I sent my kids here, and and I'll be honest, my kids were all private school kids, and and my kids went here. Son graduated from here. Daughter will graduate from here, and and my grandkids will go here if they're still in Rockford. So it's it's uh it's it's the place I want to be. There's no other place I would want to go. Uh, I, I love our staff. Uh, I, I love our principal. His, his heart is in absolutely in the right place uh, for our kids. And I, I, we, I'm E-Rap for life. That's what's up. Um, so you, you touched on, on this a little bit, but I just want to just to just give you another opportunity if there's anything else you want to say about this. But um, back to just a little bit about what inspires you to do what you do. And if someone were to ask you, you know, what, what is it that in your role what is it that you care most about um, that you want to portray and, 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 and the message that you want to deliver to kids? You know, what, what, what your passion, um, how would you explain that or describe it? And you kind of touched on it a little bit, but, um, you know, what, what does that look like? I would say kids smiling. You know, when, when, when kids come to school, it's a chore. It's like, when people go to a job, it's a chore. I tell kids all the time that school is your job. We don't get paid, yes you do. You get a report card every semester. And that report card allows you, when you're done in four years, to go get that, that, the next schooling and, and your opportunity to get a career and not have a job. And uh, to see kids to mix in athletics and education and to see kids just happy to be here, happy to participate, happy for every little thing you give them. You know, you, you, you'd you be shocked how big of a deal it is when you give a kid a slice of pizza and a soda after they play the game. You know, you, you'd be surprised how big of a deal it is. And sometimes with all the things that go on in adults' lives, all your own personal fights and, and bills and all the other things that go on in your life, Sometimes you forget about how simple it is, mm. how simple it is to make other people happy and, 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 uh, and to see that true happiness in them. So I think if you ask me what the, what the biggest drive is in me coming every day is I know somebody's gonna be happy, somebody's gonna smile, somebody's gonna care. And if I can teach five kids how to care, we're gonna be all right. You you mentioned this earlier, and I, that's a that's a great point. Just to take that a little deeper about, you know, the adults. Um, so you talked about the role of parents, and it's starting at home. Um, 
you talked about, you know, being an educator. Um, you know, what 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 is the what is the most important role of an educator um, when you're in, interacting and dealing with kids? You know, it's a you know, it's people don't you know, I like, guess you say you don't really know until you get here. Uh, and, and, and kids and everybody comes with all their different challenges, this thing, bring that to the table. Um, what should the adults be doing uh, to 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 help our kids? Well, adults outside of the education system need to make sure that kids learn from their mistakes, learn from the things that they've done. If you're an adult and you're outside of, of an education system and you don't enjoy going to work every day, you should teach your kids to prepare themselves so that they don't have to have that job that they don't want to go to work every day. And this is this applies to a, whether you're a parent or a teacher in the classroom. It, 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 either way, mm-hmm. either way, you know. And I I really believe that that it's our job as educators to teach lifelong learners, and meaning that they need to feel students need to feel that the more they learn, the more they can achieve. And I'm not talking about test scores and all that stuff. I'm talking about the more you know, the more you get. And you know, we know how how greedy kids are now. They wanna get, 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 but they don't wanna work, 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 work. And so it's our job to teach them to do the work first and to revel in the benefits later. You know, the ability to, to go to college, the ability to have a degree and go and get a career, the ability to drive the vehicle you wanna drive, the ability to have credit and be able to go and purchase your own home, to do those things. And I think sometimes we don't think about those things because we're so concerned with dealing with the now. And until we teach our kids to think about down the road, they're gonna always live in the now. If they always live in the now, then we continue to have nothing, no growth, no growth. You know, we don't have those jobs, industrial jobs and factory jobs that we had 40 years ago. You know, our Uncle Ray Ray and them who worked at a certain place for 30 years and, and you know, retired and those jobs aren't around anymore. So now without education, you never get to those careers because you're always struggling to take care of your business. Please forgive me. I hope you don't mind me asking you this, but one of the things people can hear us talking, but right. they can't see us. Right. right. And the last question before the last one, you, you got emotional. Yeah, I do. And, and that, that, which means a lot. And you know, you, you get me emotional <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just wanted to ask you, man, just, just seeing that and, and me looking at you, I'm just curious, you know, where, where does that where does that come from? Like, what are you feeling right now? What do you what's what's driving the, those emotions that I'm seeing right now from you? I think about being on a bus, going to Welsh, and they didn't want us there. I think about how far. Our grandparents, our great-grandparents, and our parents, how hard they worked for us to be where we at. I just want that for all our kids. And if uh, 
I'll I'll die an educator and pushing kids to education because I know just they can't take it from us. They can't take it from us. And education gives us a piece of paper that says I'm qualified to do this. Let me do it. Let me do this. And it gives kids options. And I think sometimes at home with the way life goes, how busy things are, how we struggle in the inner city, we forget that they are still kids and they still have opportunities that maybe we didn't have or we didn't take advantage of. So how do we get them to where we want them to be? And so that's why five o'clock in the morning, every morning I wake up and I can't wait to get here because I know somebody going to come in and they're going to need something. I know someone's going to come in and say, coach, how do I do this? I know somebody's going to come in and say, Mr. Griffin, I know what I want to study, but I need to find a school that I can study this at. Mr. Griffin, I need to retake the SAT because I didn't do so well this time. How do I do that? All those things are things I deal with on a daily basis. They're things that people in this building deal with on a daily basis. It's things people in this district deal with on a daily basis. So I get upset sometimes when I see the negative uh, ideas that we don't do enough for our kids. And, and I, I always want to respond to it, but I would ask anybody who thinks that we're not doing everything we possibly can for every kid that, that allows us to, I would ask them to come in and hang out with us for a day and see what we actually do. See how many kids we truly interact with every day. Every day. It's not like we say, okay, today we're not going to talk to kids. We don't have that option. We got to do it every day. And so I always get a little shook up when I think about how far we've come, but how far we got to go. And, and I think it's very, very important that people know that it is now becoming so far from a racial issue it's becoming a socioeconomic issue. And and whether you believe it or not, we all poor. Because if we had to go a month without getting paid, we'd all be in trouble. And so I, I would I would love it to challenge people to get away from the white, black, Hispanic issues and think more about how we can come up in our pockets. Because that's the way that you separate yourself from our parents and our, our grandparents who had to work like dogs just to feed us, you know. Man, thank you for that. That was, that, was, that was powerful. That was powerful. Good note to end on. My last few questions is what I ask. I ask everyone these, these last few questions. Okay. And so another thing I know about you is that you love to eat. That's right. No <laughs> ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh, so if you uh, were, you know, your kids want to take you out with, say, it's Father's Day or, or your birthday. Famous days. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Famous that was it. Days. Famous days is where you want to go. That's right. You go to famous days. What about if you, are uh, we jump in your car, you turn on the radio, or you at home chilling, throw on your, your iPod, your headphones, what, what, what are you listening to? Right now? Right now. Right now, uh, Trey Songs. Trey Songs, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what's uh, up. I, I've, I've surprised myself, though, 
I, I'm a, I'm a, I listen to everything. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think people would be surprised. Uh, I'm a true R&B head. Uh, I think I just growing up with my mother and listening to R&B every day of my life. I, I'm one of those guys that I can hear two tones, two tones from a song, and I can tell you who sang it, what year it was out, and what album it was on. That's a gift. That's yeah, a it's, gift it's right something there. something else. And then, the, and then the last one, um, uh, not knowing, I know, other than watching football tape, uh, if you at home and you relaxing, is there a favorite show or movie that a movie that you could go that you could watch over and over again, or, there, or is there something on TV that is a must see for you? You know, I, I'm not a huge TV guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the TV's on, uh, but I, I really look at I look at a lot of YouTube stuff now mm. because I I investigate everything before I buy it. So if I'm gonna go buy new silverware, I investigate it. I investigate the phone. I investigate a vehicle. I investigate everything before I buy it. So I, I've been I've been really into YouTube for the last couple of years and just looking at everything I possibly can on on whatever it is I want to buy. I don't buy anything without researching it. Fascinating. That's that old man old man stuff. You know? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Gary Griffin, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate your time, and and thank you for uh, being, you know, so candid and very honest. And appreciate uh, it. we appreciate it, man. Yep. Thank you, appreciate you, bro. Take much care. Much love. Man. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Two Hundred Five Vibe Podcast. If you'd like to comment on the show, please call us at 815-490-4117. Leave us a voice message and tell us what you think. Thanks for listening.